Morning, everybody. It's hump day. Halfway through the week. Ugh. Pray that um, your day goes well and that you walk humbly with your God and you allow God to pull you through things that you never thought you could go through before. Father God, we humbly come before you and we praise you and thank you for blessed days and blessed ways, Lord. Thank you for waking us up and giving us another opportunity, another chance to get it right, Lord. Thank you for holding our hand as we walk through this world. Help us to continue to walk on the edge of this life, Lord. Let us be that peculiar nation. Let us be that called out nation, that nation that walks on the edge of this life, Lord. Let us walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. Let us continue to daily read your word, Lord, so that you become less and less of a mystery to us. Help us to continue to strive towards you, Lord, and not away. Narrow is the gate. Narrow is the gate and straight is the path and narrow is the gate and there be few that find it. Lord, help us to continue to um, not be weary in well-doing. Help us to press towards that higher mark and calling in Christ Jesus, Lord. And let all of the confusion fade away and we begin to understand your word in full because you are the author, the creator, the writer, and the captain of our salvation. And that we can't learn this word without you. And your word says in John 15, Abide in me and I in you. And apart from me, we can do nothing anyway. So let us stick to the script, Lord, and follow you and love you in all things in sincerity and worship you in spirit and truth. In your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Proverbs chapter 5. Proverb a day keeps the foolishness away. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to mine understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as in honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter and wormwood, her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two edged sword. Her feet go down to hell, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways, her ways are movable, and thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far, remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Proverbs 5 9. Lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. And say, How have I hated instruction and my heart despised reproof. And have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to them. That instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. Drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. 
Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine, be only thine own, and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind in a pleasant row. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times. And be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall make, and he shall behold him with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Alright guys, so we're going to read Matthew 24 and 25 today. We're going to start to get a little bit into what the Bible says about the end of the world. And uh, I'm not trying to push an end of times Bible study on this podcast. Uh, The sole purpose of this podcast, God uh, put it on my heart, started with Facebook videos. I've got, man, there's a couple hundred Facebook videos on my page uh, on Facebook, but it's just too vexing, and this is just easier. Uh, but anyways, God called me and asked me, and well, didn't ask me, he kind of commanded me to start reading the Bible and making videos, recordings of them. And as I do, as I'm doing this, I'm realizing that God really is a mystery um, to the church, to the world, and everybody else, because the because the church has explained the word of God away in such a way with so much commentary that it's all just confusing. It's a labyrinth. It's a maze. And God didn't intend for it to be that way, you guys. Uh, We pick up this Bible and we can read it and understand it clearly in our own language, in our own understanding, knowing that our our, our, the, the foolishness of God is wiser than our wisest of wise. Right, So God wrote a book on our level that we could understand. Man, the Word of God is so powerful. And I just I know that we've been told so many different things over so many different years from so many different pastors, denominations, congregations, and different churches that my Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but There's way too much confusion in the church. Too many doctrines, too many heresies, too many congregations, denominations, and factions. When Paul said, I teach the same thing in every church and in every place. Yes, that means you. That means me. That means anyone that claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We should all be teaching the exact same things. The problem is, is when we read the Bible, we want to explain it away instead of letting it speak for itself. If we have to take the Bible and make points, all right, I'm going to use the Bible to explain my points, whether I have a three, five, or seven bullet point. No, the Bible has plenty of points in it, and it can make its own points. All we have to do is read them. (laughs) It's simple. You know, this podcast is called The Mystery of God. Um... And, and here's the thing, the mystery of God is there is a mystery, uh, and the Bible speaks about this mystery, and it becomes revealed in Revelation. 
Um, so as we are going to continue to read more about how the world ends, maybe we'll get to that and we'll actually read about what the mystery of God is. But I don't know what tomorrow holds. All I know is what we have today. And I know the Holy Spirit wants me to read Matthew 24 and 25 to you guys today. So that's what we're going to do. Um, all right. Matthew chapter 24. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be one left here, one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, what shall be these What shall be these?" When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, for the end is not yet. For nations shall not rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be a famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. 2020. It's been a crazy year, right? Well, I remember back, here we are eight months into this year now. I remember back in January, it starts with Australia being on fire. Um, and then the Trump administration assassinated uh, uh, one of the top generals in the Iran terror regime, right? And then after that happened, all over Facebook, it was World War Three, World War Three, World War Three, World War Three, rumors of wars all over Facebook for like three months. And then I know for almost a year now, we have had the craziest earthquakes in the history of the recorded earthquake history. Um, anybody can, that, that data is online for anyone to go and fact check. Um, go and look at all of the earthquakes um, that are simultaneously happening all over the world that are more powerful uh, than anything we've ever had in recorded history. And he literally says, and earthquakes in divers places or various places, because this is old English uh, writing here. And a pestilence. If you look up the definition of a pestilence, it's like the, it's literally that says the bubonic plague, right? Um, now, everyone's got an opinion about the coronavirus, right? Um, I have my own opinion about it, but I'm not here to push opinions um, about uh, this pandemic that shut the world down. Honestly, it doesn't matter what my opinion is, <clears throat> but I do know, I do know uh, that this virus has shut the world down, right? Um, I've never, in my life, I've never seen the world shut down like this before. Um, we haven't had anything like this since World War II. Uh, and there's your pestilence. There's your earthquakes. Um, there are your wars and rumors of wars. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. I believe these are all things that we're starting to see come about now. Um, 
I do believe as we get closer and closer to the election this year, things are going to get crazier and crazier and crazier. All right, Matthew 24, 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall... And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Mm. And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Brother, I think we're there now with that. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nations, for then and then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. We just read about this in Second Thessalonians um, chapter 2 yesterday. We read about how the Antichrist will stand in the temple of God in Jerusalem, the third temple, and he will proclaim that he is God and he will exalt himself above God and all that is called God. Um, he will put himself above everything above this earth and he will demand to be worshipped. That's the same thing that Jesus is talking about. This was prophesied in the, in the book of Daniel. It says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then... Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the mountain, let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to those that give suck in those days. Breastfeeding or pregnant, man, just doesn't sound like a good time for him. I know I've got three kids, and I've I've known my wife when she's in the worst parts of her pregnancy, and she can barely move, and she's so uncomfortable, and there's so much baby in there, and everything hurts, and the baby moves this way, and her body moves that way, and oh, it's 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 a lot, you know, um, a woman being pregnant, right, and then uh, nursing a baby, having a nursing baby, but imagine all hell breaking loose on the earth, and still going through all of those things. That's why Jesus said, Woe unto them. But pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning or of the world of this time, and nor ever shall be. And except these days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. And then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go now forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcasses is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Wow. For wheresoever the carcasses is, there the eagles shall be gathered together. 
if you read through Revelation 19, uh, it talks about the Great Supper of God when Jesus comes back and executes um, wrath upon this earth and, and, and treads the wine press, right? It says that God calls all the fowls of the air, all the birds, everything to come feast upon the flesh of man that's upon the ground. That is a direct uh, reference to Revelation 19. So when you're off time, guys, go read Revelation 19. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, I know that it was near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, not my Father. But I'm not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would have come, he would have not have suffered, and would have not had suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man, that's crazy, y'all. That's crazy. I, 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 I've spent, I've wasted 20 years of my life. Um, a lot of it in ignorance, to be honest. A lot of it was in pure ignorance. Um, I didn't know any better. Uh, I, I was saved uh, July 1999 um, at church camp. Um, I, I know the Holy Spirit came upon me and my life was never the same after that. Um, but I did not begin to grow uh, until 10 years later, July of 2009, when I was in prison. Uh, I went to, uh, by the way, I, I, I had a 12-year sentence for manufacturing methamphetamines when I was like 20, 21 years old. 
anyways, um, about halfway through that sentence, I went to, or halfway through the time that I spent there, because I did five years on that 12, um, discharged seven years, uh, almost two years ago now. Thank God, God is good, man. <laughs> I mean, God's good on so many other levels, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to be superficial in my blessings, because those aren't the real blessings um, that I'm really appreciative about, but the fact is that I, I got a 12-year sentence, and I was able to completely do the entire thing without one violation, and I am a free man. Um, that is a testament to the Holy Spirit inside of me, changing me and molding me into another person, a better person. Uh, so anyways, I went to church to traffic and trade pornography uh, because that was my hustle back then uh, when I was in prison. Just because if you don't have if you don't have money, people don't send you money. You can't even buy you can't even buy toothpaste or deodorant, right? You can't even have hygiene if people don't send you money. So that's why I had a hustle, not trying to justify it. But anyways, I went to this was d- July twenty seventh, uh, nineteen nine two thousand nine. Went to church, traffic and trade pornography. Something happened that day. Something clicked and broke inside my heart. I threw all that porn in the air and ran down to that altar. And every God just put that godly sorrow in my heart that gave me repentance not to be repented of. Right? Because worldly sorrow worketh death, but godly sorrow worketh repentance not to be repented of. The world will make you feel sorry, but you'll never actually apologize or turn from it, right? You'll just temporarily feel sorry or bad about what you did, but it won't actually uh, convict you to actually change and turn from it and repent from it. Godly sorrow will put sorrow in you that will overwhelm and condemn you to repent and turn away from that, and you will never repent of that repentance. That makes sense. I mean, that's just straight the words of Paul right there. But anyways, God started putting all this stuff in front of my eyes. Every evil thing that I had done, where I was out of line, and I just kept saying, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, and repenting and repenting. And I just repented and bawled and just wept and lamented before God on that day. And I picked up a paperback New Testament, King James, and uh, I haven't looked back. Honestly, I spent the next three years spending nine hours in that word a day, and I'm not bragging by any means. I had more than enough time in my hands. I was in prison. Um, spent a lot of time in it, man, and that's when I really started to learn and started to grow as a baby. But when I got out of prison, I went to sleep. I started going to church, started going to college, wanted to get married, wanted a career. I went to sleep in this world and became jaded and didn't really read my Bible and was just listening to what other pastors were telling me, listening to sermons. and um, But there was no Jesus, you know. There was no Jesus in my conversation. Uh, so July of 2019, I'm uh, driving home and a brother sends me a scripture that he took a picture of out of his Bible in Corinthians where Paul says, You who um, keep the traditions of man and you have nullified the commandments of God. And that just resonated with me and broke me and again I repented and I have gotten that Bible since July of last year um, and have not looked back Um, and I lean on Jesus and I know I sound hardcore and I know that sometimes I sound bitter and I sound angry like I hate the church and I just don't like anybody or look no no guys I love you I love the people of God. I love people because God loves people through me. But but we've been so desensitized in a world to teach us that the definition of love is not... Our perception of love is not what love really is. 
Our love comes with condition. It's, it's carnal. It's worldly. It's about lust and wants and desires. But true love is God because God is love. He is the source of all things. And agape love, it's a love that says, I got you. No matter what you do to me, I'll always have your back. The true love of God, man, is nothing like the love of this world. So the last year I've been chasing Jesus so hardcore and I have rejected the teachings of man in every single way because they're all wrong. All the teachings of man have just added and explained away everything that the, that the Bible says. It's all there. All the points are there. All you have to do is read it in full context. And God won't be a mystery to us anymore. All right, Matthew chapter 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in, the, in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. That ain't no lie, because the bridegroom is Jesus, right? And the virgins are us. Um, waiting on Jesus. And while Jesus tarried, we all slumber and sleep. Right? There's so much evil stuff going on in the world that's, um, that's coming to light right now. You know, we've just been idolatrous. Just, just, just idolizing movies and movie stars and TV shows and all these stuff that are idols. That's why the Bible says, my little children, keep yourself from idols. Toy Story. God, that is a franchise we've spent so much money on. And if it's if, if it's even a milotone true of what they're saying about all these actors being pedophiles, child rapists, and just, just Satanists that go all the way back to the Old Testament where they sacrifice babies, man, I just I just this world is very evil. It is the 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 devil's world, he is the god of this world. He has transformed himself into the angel of light and has deceived us far above measure, far above all measure. And uh, the only way that you're going to truly see is through Jesus Christ. Um, and that's allowing him to work in your heart, your mind, and your life to pull you away from the indoctrinations and the lies that we've been told our whole lives. And then God won't be a mystery anymore. Matthew 25, 6. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they were ready. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also other virgins, saying, the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour where the Son of Man cometh. We've got to be prepared, you guys. We can't waste any more time. Everything that we do has got to bring God glory. We don't know truly how much time we have left, but it's definitely running out. For the kingdom of heaven is like and is, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them unto his goods. 
And unto them he gave five talents, and another two, and another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two talents, he had gained other two. And he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid the Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with them. And so he had received five talents, came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. For thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. And enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that hath received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents, because I have gained two other talents beside them. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is mine, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathereth where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But unto him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we sick and in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. I was naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, yet you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? 
Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not unto one of the least of these, ye did it not unto me. And they and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. There's a big message there, right? There's a very big message there. God is going to come back and he is going to do the judgment of the goats and the lambs. And this is the final judgment, the great white throne judgment of Revelation 20. So, James says, My faith, faith, O vain man, wilt thou know that faith without works is dead? Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Paul said throughout it, we are called to good works and deeds. I'm not saying you have to work for your salvation, but if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's going to exhibit, and it's going to outpour unto the world and into people all the time. You're not going to be able to stop it. It's just going to be like a great and flowing river that you just can't keep back. That's how the Holy Spirit is. So we need to check ourselves. We need to see what we're doing. Are we asking God to give us opportunities to give good works? Uh, Hebrew says, be careful to entertain strangers unaware because you may be entertaining angels, the poor man, the homeless, the people out there that are just, that are just, they're just suffering, right? Can we feed them? Can we give them drink? Can we read to them about the water that if they drink, they'll never thirst again? These are the things that we are called to do every single day. Help people. And as we help people, we give them the truth of Jesus Christ and not some religious institution um, that cares more about itself uh, than it does uh, Jesus Christ. And I say that with love because it's the truth. Um, a lot of the institution of the church um, is in love with the institution of the church more than it is Jesus. And I say that with love. People can say whatever they want, but it is the truth. Um, all I know is I'm just here to inspire, read the Bible, exhort you and comfort you. And I'd love to grow in grace with you if you would like to fellowship with me, read the Bible with me, and grow in Jesus with me. My door is open. I love you all, and I will see you tomorrow.